Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Something about the Talk Time On podcast. It's the Southern Podcast. another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. I've got a full panel this evening, and we use the word panel as well, I like that. Um, <laughs> I've got, joining me again is Will. Hello Will, how are you? Hello, thank you, I'm good, I'm good, thank you very much. Very good. Also we've got Andy back again, hello Andy. Good evening. Hello, and Claire, hello Claire. Evening all. Hello. So, we're all nice and happy, we had a nice, um, happy day yesterday, Um Great show. Thanks for your time, guys. <laughs> yeah, difficult. Um, kind of the, the scene was set, I think, on Friday night, uh, listening to, uh, to, to Matt's um, pre-match lists of injuries. Um, I'm not sure anyone listened to the full hour or so of the, the injury update, but... Um, <laughs> How did you sort of feel when you saw the lineup? We'll start with you, Claire, since the intros were last. So you sort of. I mean, it's um, it was kind of to be expected, wasn't it? Really, given everything that you, uh, you know about kind of our, um, our extra long injury list um at the moment. So I think um, you just kind of hope that you're going to make the best of a bad situation, um. Yeah. And that's kind of all that we could hope for, really. I didn't have high levels of, of optimism. Um, but, um, yeah, I was just keeping my fingers crossed for best of a bad situation, shall we say. Well, I thought I was going to be really clever in the morning. I was going to do a little poll and go, right, so who do we think is going to be our centre-back pairing? Is it going to be Joe and Louis or Louis and Joe? And then just as I was about to hit send, I thought, nah, because this is where Matt buggers me up and sticks Easty in the middle of the back there and then <laughs> completely ruins my fun. Um, Bandy, I know we spoke just before the game. What, what, were, you, what were you thinking um, for everyone else? Lineup was exactly as expected to be. Um, that's the thing about Matt. Matt, you, you know what team he's going to pick. Um, the only two variables would have been, was Hart going to start ahead of Milsom or was Thomas going to start ahead of Killian? Apart from that, it was exactly how, how we expected it to be. Yeah, no changes. And, and will yourself similar? Um, yeah, I, again, as Andy said, you expect exactly that. And um, that, well, there's not really else. You can't really do much with the squad at the minute. So, 
yeah, there's, there's not much to go, and I, and I think um, it's the same as the subs. I think you you might mention that on the forum, Andy. Is like who's going to come on and make the changes? It is very much like for like. Um, so it's just a matter of we just got to get through these next sort of four to six weeks when we start getting people back again. <laughs> I did I did note he said all the January transfer window, which made me chuckle because I was like, who? <laughs> who are we going to get? <laughs> um, I mean, there might be a loan or two um, around, but um, I know everyone's got great expectations of, of Dave coming back to us to rescue us, but um, he was in the Peterborough side. And his confidence is going to be shot anyway. Andy, you're shaking your head. Go on. <laughs> well, it's just, again, it's kind of people getting, adding two and two together and making 27,000. Just because David Adjaboy has turned up at the ground, it doesn't mean he's going to come here on loan. And some people have presumed that's going to happen. It might happen. Who knows? But, you know, he's got a lot of mates here. Last week, he wasn't playing. He comes down to see his mates. That's all it was. You know, yeah. it's people read, people read too much into things when it's something they really want to happen. It's just yeah. being realistic. Um, there's, there, yeah, there is a chance of him coming here. I'm sure there is. But if he's going to start playing for Peterborough, then there's going to be no chance of him coming here and he's starting to play again. So Exactly. And someone was saying they saw, or they thought they saw tents around as well, which would be a similar thing because I think he was injured mm. um, at Millwall. So um, it's a similar thing. I mean, um, Matt said himself that um, about a week after Dave went, did his transfer, he then came down to look at the new training ground um, that we haven't sold in the last week, by the way. Um, so, <laughs> well, the one we uh, don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe there's no communication on the club on it, I'll be honest. It's, it's terrible communication coming out. <laughs> it's... I think it's also worth remembering that, uh, you know, we're about to go into an international break, so there may be some other faces that appear uh, in the next few weeks around about because as you say, they're coming to watch their mates play football. Um, so be not uh, putting two and two together and coming up with 27,000. Dino, Dino's back. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, actually, I did mean to say just before we, we started, obviously I'm avoiding lots and lots of conversations today. Um, the ladies lost 8-0 in the cup. Um, Rosie did have a theory that it was because she wasn't there. But I'm not entirely sure I wanted to put that out there to the girls. They would have Bless beaten you. her senseless when they see her next time. And rightly so. Um, but the other thing I wanted to mention about the FA Cup, Andy, I think it may be our fault because we did say that we needed a song for the show, for the FA Cup, similar to the Pizza Cup song. <laughs> and we didn't get to do it. No, no. <laughs> so all I'm saying is we didn't have an FA Cup rubbish song. And we did have a pizza cup, and we're in one and not in the other. So it's not for me to say that's the reason. <laughs> you think you may have discovered something. <laughs> but you have also never seen me and Batman in the same room together. I'm just saying. Okay, um, okay the first half hour, I, I know some people have disagreed with me and, and others and have been putting things up, what game were you watching? But the first half hour was quite bright, yeah. I thought. You're nodding. This is an audio. You've got to, oh, I, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't disagree. I think you're right. I think there was... Um, I don't think we just... Uh, throughout the game, I don't massively think we disgraced ourselves. Um, there was some strong play. It was a much uh, marked improvement on last weekend. Um, I just think that yet we didn't take our chances when they were there. We had some real good opportunities, particularly in the first half, to really grab a couple of goals. And there was just no finishing there, which, you know, is not unsurprising given the situation that we're in. It's disappointing. But there were some real moments where we, I, you know, I thought, oh, we could be all right here. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Um, Andy, I'll come to you in a minute because I, I want to talk about one person in particular, which I know you'll be delighted to. Um, but Will, what were your thoughts for the first sort of half hour or so? Well, the first half an hour, I thought they were. We had them camped back, and I was thinking, well, this is this is Bradford. This is probably one of the favourites to go up. So even with all the injuries, I thought this is this is going to happen. Um, but it's a similar story as I said earlier. Like um, it's always the same first half for Sutton. There's so many chances, but it's just not. They can't put them away, and it comes back to bite them in the bum. And the first chance they had, half chance, it was a little ricochet, and you give someone like that an opportunity, and they poked it in. But that's just. That's just Sutton's luck personified, I think. Yeah, and 
And he, I thought the, the guy we spoke about before the match, Will, I thought first half or first half hour. So this is it. He's he's he's, he's going to take this game by the scruff of the neck. Um, he was doing really really well, but literally, as Will just said, the, the goal went in, and the whole team just kind of went, ugh, not again. Again, that sounds like a massive criticism. It's it's not. It's going to be natural. It's like, why does this keep happening to us? But for that first bit, he did seem to very very bright, did he? Yeah. I mean, he, he was, um, he had our only shot on target for the entire game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I mean, to be like, okay, I think I've made no secret the fact that Will is probably my favourite player um, in terms of what he can do. That's absolutely fine. But the thing is, when you do pick someone who you really like, or by the same token, you pick somebody you really dislike as a player, you've got to give them credit or criticism when, when due. And last week, Will was absolutely appalling against Farnborough. He was terrible. He got he, he he got tackled every time he got the ball. He was his passing was wayward. It was awful. This week, he was our he was our creative outlet. And every almost every attack that we had, whether it ended up with the shot on target or easy skying it as he did a few times, it all started or all, all involved Will. Um, the guy is is a very very good player and actually. Even though the result didn't go our way, even though we didn't score on performances like that, particularly in the first half, I would be concerned about him being watched by other teams for January. I think actually he's he's a real he's he's a real real handful. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it was. I mean he had that, that terrible tackle first uh, midway through the first half or early in the first half as well. Um, but yeah, it was. It, I genuinely thought, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> We were all sitting here going, oh, this could be a bad one. And uh, suddenly it could not. And then um, typical lovely Sutton, as they have done through the years, they went, yeah, you're enjoying this now, aren't you? Have some of that. Um, (laughs) The goal. We all watched from a very similar position, apart from Will, who's in the opposite side. It looked miles offside. Um, I think that's one of those, if the the Lions were to put the flag up, um, it would have been very difficult for them to complain. Um, have we all watched it back? And like, <laughs> I have. I, I have. I, I've watched it back, and I think the reason why it wasn't given offside was it because it came off one of our players before it got to Cook. And I think that's the only reason. I mean, position-wise, yes, he was clearly offside. There's, you know, there's good three or four feet in it. Uh, but because it touched one of our players, um, that meant that actually the offside didn't didn't come into play. So I think. Probably referee got it right. I, I when I've watched it and, and sort of tried to freeze frame, obviously it's a terrible angle because we've only got the one camera, so you can't really see it. But he does look like he's not as far ahead of Louis as we thought he was, but definitely his his foot and sort of at least his knee is ahead of him as well as well. So it's like one of those. That, well, that's technically offside, and it, deflecting off a defender shouldn't really count. It should be if it's a deliberate movement, apparently. But then we're getting into the realms of all VAR and lines and re-watching it. And it's like, do you know what? If we have a crappy goal given against us every now and then, or that, I'll, I'll take the crappy goal against us every now and then because we don't want all that coming coming to our level. Um, but yeah, you could absolutely see that just the, the, the whole side just kind of shoulders dropped. They were like, it's happening again. This, this ain't right. I know Matt will hate to hear that kind of thing, but you could just see it and you thought, we're not getting back into this. Um, and then the second goal in the second half, deliberate? <laughs> I, I I think it was, I, I don't know, I guess, as you said, I was behind it from a different angle, but where I was sat, I was right behind it. And I, I've got to hold my hands up. You do have to, you know, you know, say it was a, it was a really good goal, whether he meant it or not. But I mean... When you compare the two goals, I'd rather lose like three or four nil and concede goals like the second than yeah. concede another goal, a bit like the goal against Wimbledon, where everyone's like, "Ah, oh, it's this, it's that," or blah blah blah. It was a good goal, but let's just say he didn't mean it. Yeah, well, what that goal kind of looked to me is when Rob or Will or anyone comes into the box at that angle, why don't they just lump it in towards the back post like that? Because it could get carried in the wind and it could go over everybody and it might go in. But we tend to not do that. So often, so much as we're a long ball side, everyone says, and Mark Hughes kept that point on and on and on in his five-minute interview. I think he said it about seven times. Um, but Andy, did you did you 
see it live or yeah well i mean, sorry from a distance because obviously I, I stand behind i stand behind the goal at gander green lane end and actually look for me it was whether it was a cross or a shot um it was unstoppable i don't think anyone could have got that uh but it's just it was a really really well taken shot i think after the dust has settled from i'm thinking why can't we do that rob milson used to do things like that and he hasn't this season so why can't we yeah. So, but yeah, again, I, if you look at it, a dodgy, perhaps offside, defensive lapse coming in from a throw-in, and a and a wonder goal was what separated the two teams. Yeah. And Claire, what were your thoughts on their their second goal? Yeah, I mean, again, uh, whether it was meant or not is irrelevant. It, um, it we could call it an absolute worldie, really, if we think it was an intentional thing, couldn't we? But um, I think Will's right. I, you, you'd rather lose to like three or four of those kind of goals than that uh, first kind of monstrosity. But it, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, the second goal was irrelevant. Like it was already, it was, it was done. The, as uh, the shoulders had dropped, and it was, it was kind of all done, really, which is a shame. But um, I thought it was a, it looked like a pretty good goal yeah. from, uh, from where I was on the curve. Yeah. I saw one person, I can't remember where I saw it, um, I did see one person questioning whether Lewis would have got it because he's that bit of taller. He was like, no, because he dipped behind. <laughs> it wouldn't have made any difference. Um, also, a bit annoying to find out that guy's on loan from Palace, which is literally up the road from us. So, you know what? We need to call Arsene Wenger and say, get your Patrick Vieira guy to send us some players, actually. Thank you very much. <laughs> you said you loved us. <laughs> but, obviously... It was 2-0. What I found quite interesting was the time-wasting at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's infuriating. So, like, at the beginning of the season, uh, they said that uh, referees were going to be stricter on stuff like this this year and that they were going to really mark it out and they were going to make sure that it wasn't becoming an issue. Um, and if, if they took a harder line on it earlier on in the game, then it would stop. It's week in, week out, goalkeepers wasting time. And I'm not saying that we're innocent in this by any stretch of the imagination. We all play the game. But, you know, if you've got a keeper that you've spoken to three or four times, then book him because it makes sense to do it earlier on. Because if you wait until like the 85th minute, it's pointless. He's He's got what he needed out of it. And you've wasted all of our time kind of letting this guy just... Crack on! It was embarrassing, quite frankly. The refereeing yesterday, I thought, that they both like all of the. Uh, I mean, the linesman was sh- on our side was shocking as well. Um, and I don't tend to kind of blame the um, the officials, but it really was. It was just it was boring to watch. Like everything that we got yeah. spoken to about, they seemed to get away with, which was just mm. it didn't really make any sense. Yeah, there were there were two actually. I meant to say this when we talk about their goal is Joe was hauled down in the box. Um, absolutely pulled down and nothing given. All right, okay, maybe thought that was just a coming together. But then the video I put up saying, hang on, how is this a foul? And I think Donovan literally had his hand on the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper makes a great save from the, the corner that was being floated in. He knocked it back out. We then get the ball and it's blown up for a foul. And it's like, well, hang, hang on, how can that be a foul where Donovan's literally touched him and Joe's been pulled over and it hasn't been a foul? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a bit odd at times, um, but yeah, I, I, I thought at time wasting. I, mean, I don't know, um, Will, if you if you notice that you're a bit more of a neutral than us, um, but uh, I especially like the fact their fans wouldn't give the ball back at two 0 down against Little Sutton. Brady yeah, fans keeping the ball. <laughs> well, overall, I think officiating this year especially has been across just maybe Championship, League One, League Two. Without VAR, maybe they need it. But um, it's it's been questionable, and you know, in the end, they did he did book uh, uh, Dane Oliver for heading it back into the crowd. I noticed that that was cheeky, um, but it's like you can't you can't book him, but then let all the other stuff go. You can't just pick and choose when you're gonna you know follow the rules. Um, but I, I guess it's it's the thing that every team does. You know, when Sutton are winning, they'll do it. Uh, everyone will do it. So it's kind of like a it's annoying when it happens to you, but when you're winning kind of just got to be like yeah. put ton I mean, of time to it yeah i mean matt did say i can't remember which game it was he did say in his interview that there's nothing that we we wouldn't have done um on, on someone time wasting um but it, it was just obvious and as i say it, it's a bit it's a bit funny that they're two nil up we didn't look like we were going to score if we were playing for another two weeks 
and they're still time wasting. <laughs> so, I'm, I um, just, I've just um, talking about all the potential fouls and stuff in the game. There was the one on I've just remembered uh, Wilson going up against Songo or Songoo. Um, it was like the one on one where the ball's gone over the top. They're in the box, and he's kind of. It looked like he'd yanked Wilson down. Anywhere else on the pitch, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a foul, but it's in the box, so it's kind of like a the ref doesn't give it. So was know, that the there's... one where he was trying to uh, pretend he had a head injury? Uh, no, that was another one. Same guy. <laughs> that was that was at the other end. Um, maybe he's just uh, friends with the ref. Let's say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there were there were some difficult ones, and obviously, well, again, we're all on a similar side, but it got so bad that. Um, Frankie was silent. And <laughs> it was like that. That's, there's something really that's bad, bad here. <laughs> yeah, it's gone all the way through to just utter. <laughs> the th- there was a lot of theatrical uh, yesterday from them, and some of it was just like, I find it embarrassing. Like, mm. if you've gone down and there's no one remotely near you, or you've gone down clutching your head when, again, there was nowhere remotely... Like, it's just... It's embarrassing. Like, I just don't know where they get the, like, kind of the gall to do it and then just kind of stand up and just, like, saunter off as if it's all all right. Yeah, like, exactly. You, no. Yeah. Grow and up. Then, I don't know if you noticed, Andy, towards the end, mm. after the fans had held the ball for a little while, he went and spoke to Jack about hurrying up to take... A goal kick. <laughs> Hang on a second. You leave their guys hold the ball for two minutes, and then as soon as we get it back, you're like, "Come on, hurry up!" <laughs> it's just, I mean, I mean, I always say that it's, it's very, very rare for officiating to actually affect the result. And yeah, you know, again, put it in perspective, the officiating yesterday did not affect the result. We could have had the best referee in the land; it still probably would have been two 0 Fair enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, to it's ruin it as a spectacle. You know, I can, yeah. I can, generally, I can actually live with a with a defeat if the match is actually worth watching. Um, and it wasn't a great match in that respect because they just, again, it was just the, the officials were just kind of not showing. You know, in, in the words of the great works of uh, Frakey, uh, show some consistency, mate. And you know, they didn't really. And, yeah. and again, it's fine if if you lose. And the officials have been consistent across the board, even even better. But I guess just some of it was just silly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we do <laughs> have a problem scoring goals. Obviously, I don't think there's any massive solution. I've said on here a couple of times that even if we got someone in who suddenly started banging in loads and loads of goals, we're going to have them for six months tops because they'll be they'll be moved on pretty soon. Um, Anyone listening, if you've got the answer, please do send it to Matt. I'm sure he'll be delighted to hear your thoughts. Um, but we are going to have to... Um, we'll, we'll finish with the game, um, but have some uh, Player of the Day nominations. So um, I will come back to you all in a second to have a little think. It's going to be one each, including me today, so that's annoying. I mean, others could, but here we go. Now watch me do my dance. I'm the player of the day. day. Andy's dancing, he can go first. <laughs> oh, you just make it easy for me. Will Randall. Simple. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> and Claire, go on, you can go next. Uh, Rob Nelson. Excellent. Uh, oh, we didn't even talk about his um, goal line clearance. I just think he's amazing. And I've said this on the podcast several times this season. I'm just putting it out there. Rob, just constantly, Mr. Consistent. If, if Rob had played terrible for 89 minutes, he'd still be on player of the day for that absolutely <laughs> worldy goal line clearance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what was quite funny is the whole thing was in slow motion hmm. and the ball was just trickling towards the line and you're saying, oh, someone's got to get that. Oh, it's Rob. Here we go. 298 years of age. Come on, Rob. Come on. Come on. Come on. You can get there. Um, um, but yeah, he got, he got there. Brilliant. Um, excellent. And love it. Um, and Will, who are you going for? Um, I'm going to go for Adam. Adam Lovett in the middle. Excellent. I'm going to tell you lot the names I've written down because I knew this would happen. I've written down Adam, Rob and Will. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I just chucked in the, the old standby that everyone chucks in in Eastie as well because um, huffing and puffing and trying. I mean, it's 
not his, I know you've commented on it and said it earlier, Andy. It's not his fault. He's not an attacking midfielder. He's never going to be a free-flowing, goal-scoring midfielder. Um, but, but, yeah, uh, it, see, actually, that's a really good point, is that a lot of people are, uh, are judging, you know, oh, the strikers aren't scoring goals. You know, Well, all the five-fit strikers we had, or available strikers we had, played yesterday. None of them looked like scoring. Okay? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just the fact that they didn't look like scoring. There's, There's got to be something else a bit deeper than that. And it is. We, are, we don't have any creative midfielders available. The, the two creative ones we've got are out injured. Um, and that's an issue. Um, and if they're not getting the, 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 the service or the creativity from those players, it's going to be much harder for them to score. Yeah. And there is an, a, a kind of a point that we've not made. Um, Eastie's been on a yellow card for about five, six weeks. Mm. I don't know, maybe even longer. Um, one yellow card away from the suspension and we've got no one else to come in. Um, we've got other players who may have be sitting there thinking, well, I've got to just hold back a little bit because if I get injured, who's who's going to play? There's no one else to take my place. So you've got to wonder, I'll, I'm not, again, not saying they're holding back deliberately or anything, but there's going to be a certain element of, well, hang on a minute, I can't really take these chances here. If I overstretch for that, that could be my hammy gone and I'm, I'm out for five weeks and we're going to be in more trouble. I mean, that is the pos- one of the positives you can take from yesterday is that um, both Eastie and uh, Lewis didn't get booked, so they're not on a ban for next weekend. So, you know, there are, there are small little things we can take. No injuries as well. No injuries. And the results at the bottom of the table went our way. So, you know, yeah. all good things come in threes. Was <laughs> bad things that come in threes. I, I did say to Andy before the game that if Eastie had got booked it wouldn't have been the end of the world because then we could have had Rob in the middle and Sam at left back and then we could have got it out of the way however I did also say that when he got kicked in the head that he should have just given someone a little slap as he walked off just to get the yellow card <laughs> get the booking out of the way as well <laughs> um, but maybe his head wasn't quite there because I know that was painful because he'd said he's on really strong painkillers so um but, yep, okay, I'll add them all to the poll. But luckily, I did add that fourth name on there because I was like, I bet you I'll give everyone the choice. <laughs> um, now, I was going to do a little segment, and I can't, for the last few weeks, I've been trying to think of it, of kind of um, an opinion from the people about what's going on in the wide world. And I can't quite think of a name for it. Um, just sort of talking about other things going on in football um, and the sort of talk of what's going on. But the only thing I can really talk about today is the video that's gone off our stewards. Um, so, Claire, you've got two heads on here. So I know if you want to drop out the conversation, I absolutely understand because you've got company head on as well. So um, <clears throat> I'm not going to ask you to make any comment unless you feel like you want to. We use the same firm that Wimbledon use. And Wimbledon <laughs> have just got rid of them because they're terrible and they're aggressive. I do have to admit, when I went to the Wimbledon match, and saw them in their whole little SWAT team outfits. I was like, oh my God, what's all this about? Um, they seemed fine with us, or where I was anyway. I, I, I know there's other issues. Um, but yeah, Wimbledon just got rid of them. And yet our, our stewards are always getting praised by away teams. Um, we've kind of seen a clip of why. Um, and I've actually got no problem with the stewards making their lives easier because at the end of the day, they're employees, they're not fans of Sutton. It's not volunteers doing this anymore. Um, some of them won't even be football fans. I know that's a shock to people. Some of them will just be there for the money. And if they want to make their lives easier by interacting and playing along with the away fans, I don't actually have a huge problem with it. The song that he chose to sing of Sutton getting battered everywhere we go when we're at home is a bit, is a bit strong. <laughs> Andy, did you, have you seen it? What were your? Yeah, I've, I've seen the video, and actually, I mean, it reminds me. There was something I saw. I was walking through Collingwood Rec before we played Tranmere, and it was at the same time as the Tranmere coach turned up, and the stewards outside. Um, so the, the whole you know, a throng of Tranmere supporters, and the stewards outside were like, you know, really, really polite and welcoming. Straight away, off the bat, before the before the supporters even got into the ground, mm-hmm. they've given those away supporters a really positive <laughs> image. Now, for me, you've got us using the same company as Wimbledon, or did until they sacked them, and our stewards seem to be much more, 
I wouldn't necessarily say proactive, but I'd say much more welcoming, much more out to kind of generate a more positive atmosphere. Okay, it's the same company. The company would have told them the same things. The only variable that's different is the people at our end and the people at AFC Wimbledon's end. So actually, for me, I think this is a real credit to those behind the scenes at Sutton for kind of instructing and encouraging that really positive approach and actually make it feel more like the family-friendly club that we all know Sutton is. AFC Wimbledon, I think, have got their other issues. Uh, they've got there, there's a lot of, from what I hear, there's a lot of internal arguments there. The Don's Trust is having a is having a, a um, another election, and there's a lot of infighting going on. So as behind the scenes, they're not a happy club. They're not a unified club. Behind the scenes, we are, and I think actually the stewards are a manifestation of that. So I think full credit to Sutton. Um, Will, did you want to weigh in with both sides of this conversation? Um, I mean, uh, I, I was at the Wimbledon Leighton Orient game, um, which is what, what kind of, I think it was the final nail in the coffin for the whole stewards situation. There's, I've always seen stuff on Twitter um, about our stewards and, you know, there's a photo of one dressed up and he, he's all in black and it looks very intimidating. But um, I, I don't necessarily hear what was going on, um, whereas... The Leighton Orient game, there was a flare thrown on. You know, Leighton Orient two 0 down. They, you know, you snuck it in. You may as well use it. I think that's what the mindset was, and it all kicked off. Um, but again, I, I'm not too sure what's going on. But Andy is completely right. There is constant problems going on at Wimbledon, and it's just another thing that needed to get sorted out a long time ago. Because as soon as there's a, you know, stewards are there for your safety. The only reason they should get involved is if you know someone is causing a problem. Um, and as soon as there was a problem with that, it should have been sorted. It wasn't. And now look what's happened. And it may have a knock-on effect for Sutton because maybe Sutton are like, oh, okay, we, not, we might need to sort this out as well because we don't want to look bad. But if there's no problem because of what Sutton do, are doing behind the scenes, then it kind of, it kind of, it's, it's more or less like a spanner in the works, I think, for the, the company, not the football yeah. club, the company itself. Yeah, I mean, Sutton stewards have been been seeing praise of them on Twitter for the whole of last season as well. Um, I mean, obviously Sutton, Gander Green Lane has always been quiet. It, it, it just is. I mean, I was speaking to Jenny yesterday and she made a very good point that all the clappers you hear um, are in the main stand. She goes, there's only about 11 of them, but you can hear them because they're covered. Yeah. <laughs> and where we are isn't covered. Um, Claire, if you could feed that back. Um, but... Um, <laughs> But I'm actually looking at that steward and yeah, all right. I know the Sutton get battered everywhere they go thing wasn't wasn't the best, but he's there and he's encouraging and I'm like, get him down our end. <laughs> Let him start the chant and then get our lot started and, and whipped up and everything. Um and um why can't we have that? Whereas everyone I've I've spoken to on the stewards that are friendly, I mean the one who took the pee out of me yesterday for um insisting on queuing to use my right gate, I I, I don't know, but she was, she was like, come on over to this. Oh, it's you. You're that guy who waits for that gate, aren't you? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm in two minds. Um, I didn't think it was a, a great look as a, as a club that we're going, yeah, yeah isn't this wonderful? Um, but I'm not that bothered if, if, if it gives the stewards an easier life. And apparently some of the Bradford fans are going, there were a couple of ejections and there were some problems and when they told them people know that's not you need to cut that out people did cut it out because of the interaction so again that kind of proves is, is positive and all the rest of it but I'm, 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 I wasn't sure I would say I mean I echo what Andy says we have a really great ground safety team and they take things really seriously and they do a really good job um, and you know they um, look after us from the control room and do things behind the scenes that I guess people don't necessarily witness um, with my SLO hat on I will say that I have had quite a few messages about it today um, not so much objections to it happening more so that it was you know put onto social media I think people understand much like some of uh, you have said that you know stewards do things to make their lives easier and to get on board with the fans that are in front of them but um yeah, perhaps a retweet wasn't the wisest thing, but um, I uh, I will be feeding back all of the comments that I've had today because I have had quite a few people message me. Okay, fair enough. We'll leave it there. <laughs> do do um, we seem to have a problem with um, every time we copy what AFC Wimbledon do, something goes wrong? 
So you've got skewers, you've got the whole ticket fiasco from last year. It was the same company that AFC Wimbledon used. It's like, are we not learning our lesson here? Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't do everything they do, and we're a much happier place to be, Andy. So, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. It's the things we don't do that they do <laughs> where it goes right, isn't it? Right. I'm going to do something that I don't normally do because I don't normally remember, but I recorded an interview with Martin Copus a couple of weeks ago, and it's going to come out on Wednesday. And one of the things he said that is kind of a bit odd at Sutton is he said, in, in the five years I've been on the board, I don't remember us voting on anything. It's just usually everyone just agrees and goes, OK, yep, yeah, we'll all do that. And it's kind of all by just we've decided this is what we're all going to do. And he said, I don't really remember any time where we've had to go. People have completely different opinions. And that kind of is what you were saying earlier, Andy, where there's problems elsewhere. We don't really have that at some. No. It just kind of just... I think that's the same at kind of senior management meetings. You know, we have we have discussions about things and people give their opinions. But generally, you know, there's never any kind of for or against. It's very much like we're all in agreement when a decision is uh, then then passed. So, you know, we're everyone's doing everything in the for the greater good, as they say. in uh, <laughs> um, So what you're saying is we can blame anyone on that management team for the fact that the tent went up on the hottest November day. (laughs) I've already told you that if you have objections about that, you can raise them with one Ed Marsh. I did did tell you this. It was, and I didn't actually. Also, see yeah, if, and if you're going to send me photos, Mike, complaining that it is hot inside somewhere that you are, take your coat off first, all right? Because you won't feel the benefit when you go outside, and no wonder fun, you are warm. The funny thing is, I didn't actually see that until after later when I got onto the terrace and I did my little video of it's the 12th of November, it's baking hot, and I had taken my coat off, and then I looked and went, ah, damn it, that's going to look really stupid now, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> so, but never mind. Okay. Um, We don't like Mike looking silly. That's not what this show's about. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for taking the time to listen to Sutton United Talk Time on podcast, the Sutton Podcast. If you are new to the show, hello, and you are very welcome. Hope you enjoy what we do. It's a very simple format. We get a few people on to talk about the game that's just gone, and then we preview the next game coming up. We are available on most podcast platforms where you can listen, rate, and review. If you find that we're not on your preferred platform, please let me know and I'll sort that for you. If anyone would like to support the podcast, you can find out how with more information on the website, which is www.suttonpodcast.com. And there's a tab where you can find out how to be a guest as well. Please find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok with the username at Sutton Podcast. Every like, follow, and share is really appreciated. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. Right, so I spoke earlier to Thomas from the All Day Alarm We podcast. Well, Tom, I kept calling him Thomas, but he said it was Tom after the thing. So, And for the preview of our next game, which I'm sure we're all looking forward to, both sets of fans can't wait to watch this exciting level of football that we'll be (laughs) serving up. (laughs) Um, We've got Thomas from the All Day Alarm We podcast. Hiya, Thomas. How are you? Not too bad, thank you, and uh, thank you for having me on as well. More than welcome, more than welcome. So, first thing I like to do, just with um, anyone who sort of comes on that I've not spoken to before, is um, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your podcast, your supporting history. Essentially, the whole the whole point of it is, um, who are you? Uh, yeah, oh, so basically, on. yeah, Tom. Hang on. That didn't go live, did it? Hang on, I'm going to have to come did, back did. into that. <laughs> All oh, right. There's supposed to be a little video that plays or a sound, a sound clip, but it will do in a second. Okay. That didn't work. So basically what's supposed to happen... Oh, hang on. Here we go. Let's try again. This is just professional all the way. Essentially, who are you? I'm not sure yeah. it's worth waiting for, but there we go. Yeah, I like it. It's, it's more, it's more, it's it's more fancy than anything I've got on mine. So yeah, I love it. Um, no, yeah, Tom, I'm a Rochdale fan. Uh, I've been a Rochdale fan now for probably around. It must be about 14, 15 years now. Um, yeah, love, just love the club. Got got the got the itch for it when my dad first took me. Uh, love, you know, the the feeling of lower league football. It's there's more of a togetherness with it. Um, yeah, my dad's originally from Rochdale, so that's how I became a fan of it all. 
been going for quite well obviously a number of years now and um, we started off our podcast page during covid uh, mm-hmm. as we obviously weren't able to go to the games and we felt like it was a, it was a good chance of a platform to get us to get together as friends really just initially uh, just to have a, a chat and a rant about the games and because we were we at the time we were quite well we're not we're not much better now but we're definitely not any better actually um but yeah it was just a good platform to have a bit of a rant and a bit of talk about the the games and yeah it's just kind of uh, progressed from there um yeah just enjoy doing it having, having a chat about uh, my, my football club yeah well i i didn't i started it part way through last season which is our first season in the football league only because i kind of yeah. I'd done one a little a few years ago, and when we got into the football league and the BBC did a little all about Sutton thing, I was listening to some of the fans. I was like, oh, "Someone's got to have done a podcast since," and mine was still the same one from 2017. I was like, "Okay, let's get on with it." Um, so <laughs> I, I have heard a lot of other people started during COVID, and it, there was that that togetherness, and there was um, some people that they were all watching the matches on iFollow at the same time, so they had the, the match. I was like, oh man, that would have been great because it was our greatest season ever and none of us could go. Um, so the season of Literally. COVID was the season of uh, our championship and we're all sitting at home watching it on screens going, this ain't right, there's something not Oh, right. horrible that, horrible we're, to have it stripped away from you like that. Yeah, we're being played somehow here, this is all a big joke. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, so so we're coming into this, we're sort of calling it lower league football. This is our, this is the top level for us that we've ever played. Um, <laughs> so we, we're sort of finding out about clubs as, as we go along. Um, so Rochdale, you, you, what kind of level have you been at over the years? Is this where you um, supposed to be? Or? Yeah, this is predominantly our level. I mean, it's depending on, on what type of fan you are and where you perceive it. Um, in the time that I've supported the club, We've mainly been a League One side, actually. But mm-hmm. in the history, I mean, this this division is actually nicknamed the Rochdale division because we we were the longest serving team in this division without a promotion or a relegation. We've never gone lower than League Two, mm-hmm. uh, and we've only ever gone as high as League One. Um, so yeah, I've all, I I was always very optimistic even last season that we'd have a bit of a bounce back, but it just never happened. And then this season's just gone from bad to worse, really, to start. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 not the most enthusiastic time to be a Dale fan at the moment. But um, yeah, on the on the pitch, on the pitch, it's not been great. But we have we have had a lot of legal battles off the pitch regarding the ownership of the club, which we've had many managed to fend off. And we're now a fan owned club, and we're looking forward into the future. But it probably it probably feels very much like at the moment that this season is just going to have to be a season of stability and trying mm-hmm. to you know plateau out, and then you know we can we can reassess next season. Okay, that's not bad though. If it's going to fa- more fan zone, that's more yeah, that's more yeah. positive because yeah, yeah. As long as as long as well, it's more likely that you'll you'll cut your cloth according to Alloy. You're saying that you've kind of been at this level for for, for many years. Yeah, yeah. There's no cloth to cut. It's... <laughs> 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 um, so it leads on to one of my next questions: is um, what were the sort of expectations of the season and how's it gone? So far, were, were you you were expecting a difficult one, or I, it, it was a tough one really because we had a funny end to the season. Our previous manager, Robbie Stockdale, um, we, midway through up to about March, April last season, we looked quite um, we looked quite bleak, and then we picked up a bit of form and managed to get a few results together. And we never looked like going down, but at that point, we managed to steer ourselves away from relegation and all that trouble, and mm-hmm. we kind of just had a nice, a nice relaxing. Easiest end to the season um, yeah. was back was backed in the summer. Um, spent what I felt was well was meant to be a more competitive budget. Uh, brought some you know good a good a balance of youth and experience in. Uh, brought Ian Henderson back to the club, our all time leading goal scorer as of last Tuesday. Um, cool hero, <laughs> legend at the club, and yeah, just had a good split of uh, players through the team. Uh, and on paper, a lot of the squad looked quite good. Um, started the season very poorly. I mean, my expectations personally for the season, and maybe a few, a few, a few people probably disagree. I was looking at maybe just um, a mid-table finish with, with, with a view mm-hmm. to a playoff playoff push, um, but that's not been the case. Um, and yeah, like I say, the recruitment is, it looked good on paper, but as the season's progressed, and obviously our manager's been, our man, Robbie Stockdale was sacked, we've brought in Jim Bentley, who previously managed Morecambe. Um, I think we're starting to realise that the um, the limitations of some of our players and probably need to lower our expectations slightly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Lovely. Um, so you mentioned <laughs> your goal scorer coming back to you. That, that sounds like great timing for us. Um, but goals haven't been easy for you this season. Same as us. I don't know how many of you scored, do you know? Uh, I believe it's 13. Oh, OK. That's, that's a little bit less than us. I think we're 16. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Nailed on 5-5 draw on Saturday. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. Um, <clears throat> so apart from the chap you mentioned, is, who, who else should we be kind of looking out for? Who? who... <laughs> That's a tough one because our, our main threat up front is was Scott Quigley, who we brought in on loan from Stockport, and he was probably the mainstay of our team. We had a little bit of a revival, bit of form a few weeks back, and he was kind of integral to it all. Uh, our manager played him in a cup get in the in the uh, the pizza trophy game and he pulled off a come off of an injury. Uh, so I'd so yeah, he's probably our main threat and I don't think he's gonna be fit in time for the Sutton game. Probably looking after the, the two week break. Um probably the the main most of the main danger men are injured, Liam Kelly and again another midfielder with proven championship quality. Um he's injured so he won't be available to play, I, I don't believe. Uh, but off, off, off what he's playing, probably, I'd probably say Ian Henderson, obviously. Um, Devante Rodney on his day can have a good game. I mean, it's just very much on, on the day. It depends. Yeah. You know, all of our players are very selective to what happens on the day. Uh, Tiamani Diaguara, a holding midfielder, um, 36 years of age, but he does look like a Rolls-Royce of a midfielder at times. Um, Ethan Briley, uh, a youngster come through our um, academy setup. Um yeah, he's another prospect for the future, and he's got little moments of brilliance here and there. But away from that, I um, yeah, I, I don't really know. It just <laughs> depends what happens. Yeah, it sounds like what we should do is instead of playing the game, we should just get all the injured players together, and they can play <laughs> fee- they can play FIFA or something because we've got, <laughs> we've got an extremely long injury list as well. On our, our best defender, well, not best defender, the one who won all the um, trophies last year, player of the season, and all that injured himself midway through the first half of the first game. So we're like, yay! <laughs> if, 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 you, if you don't mind me commenting, if I'm if I'm being truly honest, I think we will struggle with you a lot because we struggled with you last season at home, at, at your place. Um, you're very, I hope you don't mind me saying this, and I might be wrong because I haven't really watched Sutton this season, um, but quite a direct team, you yeah. know, in your face, bully, bully the centre-halves. It's exactly what we don't like. And I think I think we will. I think that's where we will struggle. Yeah, because we played we played Stevenage earlier on this season, and that's kind of that was kind of what yeah. I thought their remit was, and, and we struggled there quite a lot. Yeah. Well, we had a very exciting game at your place last year. Um, I, where... I know I missed the I missed the winner. I left. Did you just, just before it? Well, I I was like, it was one of the games I put down to our, our little bit of naivety, where we'd come back. And we'd got back to 2 2 with 10 men. And I'm like, okay, that'll do. Just that'll do. Just stay there. <laughs> That's fine. That's a, point, a point away from home. But our guys were like, do you know what? We could win this. And forgetting that they could also lose it. Um, so um, it was an exciting game. But yeah, um, ultimately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one of the ones you can look back to and go, we missed the playoffs by one point last year. And <laughs> potentially that could have been it. Um, but then yeah. at our place, yeah, I, um, I, I think. I think it was three one. I think it was one of the good ones or three nil. Um, one of the I think, games. Was, I think it was three nil. Yeah, yeah. Um, one one of our like, oh, we do belong in this division games last year. <laughs> um, but hopefully, I mean, I don't think there's any train strikes um, planned. Which oh, for please no, yeah, because it, we've been hit by train strikes. Almost every home game has been a, a problem for people to get to. So hopefully, it'll be all nice and, and clear. And hopefully the bad weather that they're predicting isn't going to come. Um, yeah, and um, are, are you coming down yourself or? Uh, unfortunately, no. no. Uh, I, I can't. I can't make the trip down to to this one uh, this weekend. I'm actually up in Harrogate for the weekend. No, I'm not oh. going watching. Har- I'm not going. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Um, well, uh, but yeah, unfortunately, I can't make it down for this one. Anyone who does, who came to the last one, it has it has changed quite dramatically since last time. So the new, the away end has all been tied up and looks a lot better and there's even you can get a pint behind the way end in the fan zone so oh, um, if anyone does make the trip it's worth it um, yeah hopefully that'll make up for the three points but anyway um, <laughs> <laughs> don't wor- don't worry i think you will anyway so <laughs> excellent well thank you very much for your time um good luck 
for the rest of the season, apart from obviously 180 minutes when we play you. And um, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you very much and best luck to yourselves as well. How do we feel about the game? Uh, so if I start with you, Will, it's, is it too early to go with the six-pointers? I don't, I don't know. Is, is, is it too early? Um, y- yeah, I, th- I think so. I think, you know, the way that Matt approaches games is very, you know, it's very level-headed and it's um, difficult from a media point of view because it's always, we just focus on the next game. Uh, like one of the guys asked him uh, after the game yesterday, he was like, oh, Rochdale's a big one. Matt went, every game's a big one. And it was kind of like a, yeah, there you go. That showed you. Don't ask, don't ask those questions. Um, so I think um, if you want to call it a six-pointer, of course, because maybe, you know, every League 2 fan may say, you know, these are the two teams that will end up at the bottom. But I think um, I think it's just another game that Sutton need to get through while the injury storm, like the injury cloud is still looming, um, which is sort of the case. Don't get a yellow, don't get an injury and just... Don't get humiliated. I think that's the the, the three things I'd, I'd say you need to look out for. Excellent. Um, Andy? No, it's not a six-pointer. I don't think there are any six-pointers at this stage of the season. They, we, we don't see those until kind of, you know, your Marches and your Aprils. I, I don't think it's a six-pointer. I just think it's a case of we just need to – it doesn't matter who we play, we just got to weather the storm. Um, and it didn't matter if it was Bradford who was in you know, in really good form, or if it's Rochdale who are in not as good form, or uh, yeah, who are on paper a weaker team. You can only play against the team that you've got in front of you, and they can only, more importantly, in our case, they can only play against the team that they've got in front of them. And we know we've got a weakened side. It's you know we're not there's no shying away from that. So it's just a case of just making sure that we don't do anything silly. See if we can get a goal. It might be possible. You never know. Um, and just come away with even a steadying nil-nil draw will be absolutely fine at this stage. Because remember, we've only got one game after that before we go away to Carlisle in December. And that's the Papa John's Trophy. It's our last league game for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives us a bit of breathing space. It allows time for any players to have any niggles to get better. It gives more space for you, the people like you know Harry potentially to do a lot more training and be more involved with the squad, which will have a much positive, much more positive effect on the others, particularly the younger players. Because it's actually having those <clears throat> having those training with you who are injured but on the way back can give a real kind of burst of energy that's been missing. So, no, I don't think it's a six-pointer at all. I just think it's, let's go there, see what we can do, see if we can hold the game. Excellent. Claire? Um, I think Andy's hit the nail on the head, really. Um, I, I just, um, there's no, yeah, let's not think about six pointers just yet. Let's, you know, potentially get a three point and then and then worry about the second <laughs> half of it. Um, but yeah, I just, we just need to hold our own for a bit. It would be great to come away with three points, but um, I, I'd settle for a draw going into it. I mean, it's a week out. And we're all forgetting the big game of the week is the Surrey Senior Cup tomorrow as well, quite frankly. Tomorrow, you know? yes. There's also comms on Mixelar, I heard today. Um, so, <laughs> big, big time. Um, well, Tom wasn't wasn't confident at all. Um, he he was absolutely... That's what we like to yeah, hear. <laughs> he, when I sort of said, oh, well, you can't have scored less goals than us. We've only scored 16. He went, yeah, it's 13. Okay, lovely. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, he, he, he felt that our games last year, we absolutely um, dominated. He didn't actually see... Um, the winning goal, their winning goal at their place um, because we pulled it back to 2-2 and he was like, right, I see I've had enough and he stomped off. <laughs> I was like, oh, you missed our boys going, we can do this, let's attack. Oh, shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, he wasn't very confident at all. So hopefully um, we'll go with his analysis, not not you lot. You lot gave the wrong answer. So, <laughs> um, But Will, I wanted to just ask you, because me and Andy had a little chat before the match yesterday Um about Matt's quite detailed update on injuries because people were whinging about not being told, although Matt mentions it every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, from the media side, what is it? What is it like when he's kind of being relatively cagey on who's who's available and who's going to come back? Because we kind of know why, but is it you'd rather him pin down and go, "This person can be back on this date," or are you happy with? Well, that? it's I think it's hard because. Um... 
of course it's it's whatever he wants to do about it um but i think the way he approaches it is is, is fine from my point of view from the media side um because he's he's being honest and he's he's he was given like times so he's not just saying oh like uh harry's harry's you know blah 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 he'll be back we don't know when he's saying oh three three to four weeks for this player this player maybe january so i, I now know like the certain well more finer details about certain players um, but I don't know why people are saying that he's not updating because he does. Like when you ask him, if you just ask him now and phone him up, he'd be like, "Yeah, well, this player's back at this time." Um, so I don't know where that's come from. But uh, in terms of a media point of view, I think the way he approached it's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Claire, do you want to jump in on on that? You, do you think you're not in, informed? No, but I, I always think that when it comes to people saying that they're not informed about stuff, it's how you get your media, isn't it? So um, I think we're really, you know, I think back to the days uh, when um, we didn't really have any media or any information or you'd phone club call to get your updates at the end of the evening or whatever. Um, and now there's so much out there and it's whether or not you choose to absorb that information. So it's there on, it's there on Twitter. It's there on Facebook. If you sign up to the newsletter, it's there in your inbox. It's just whether or not you're actually going looking for the information. Mm. Um, you know, if you read the program, there's stuff in there as well. So I, I don't understand how people can say that they don't get told stuff because, you know, compared to where we were, you know, quite a, fair few years back like our uh, our news area of the club is absolutely saturated with all of the latest information um so i think we're i think we're really lucky in that sense and will's right like matt is is very approachable if you want to have a chat with him and ask him the question that you think you don't know the answer to um then he's more than happy to, to talk to people um probably not yesterday after yesterday's game i would imagine um or last weekend but most of the time just wander up to him have a chat we're very lucky in that sense. I mm. I do think that as a club, we're very lucky in that sense. And you found this, Mike, doing this podcast, that if you want to talk to somebody at our club, then you walk up to them and you can have a conversation with them, whether that's Matt, whether that's Bruce, whether that's Adrian, any of the board, they're there. They were more than happy to give people their time. Um, so I do think, you know, if you've got questions that you want the answers to, then ask people or that's what I'm here for. Come and ask yeah. me and I will tell you if I know or I'll uh, point you in the right direction. Well, it's two things on that. One is it, it links into the nice conversation I had with Tony just a couple of days ago. So listen to that one. That's another little plug. Um, and that's a very fair and balanced and reasonable answer of how people get their media. I wasn't expecting a nice... Sorry, because put the girl that works in politics, Andy, can't you? come on. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, come on. <laughs> what, you, you want me to be... To be honest... It doesn't. It doesn't matter how long someone's out for. It doesn't matter if I know. I'm a, I'm just a supporter. Mm. I don't pick the team. If if Matt chose not to say how long a player's out for, I wouldn't, couldn't care less. It's it's who gets picked at two fifteen and and gets announced. It's I don't know. I don't know. People's obsession with like having to know absolutely everything, and then somebody hears a bit of gossip and then alludes to it on a forum or on social media. It's like, doesn't matter. It's not going to make any difference to what team comes out and what team plays. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, they can they can uh, sit away and cry in a corner if they haven't been told the exact date that a player is going to come back. So I don't don't give a stuff. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, I, I picked it up right all of it, didn't I? <laughs> um, I was going to say that. Go I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. I wonder who's going to go on the sound clip today. Anyway, um... you, you can guess I'm the one with no official connection to the club. <laughs> Me neither. Um, thank you very much. It, things will turn. Um, I did say, and I, I firmly believe, when everyone says things even themselves out over the season, um, we're going to have a cracking second half of the season. Yeah. For, the, for everything to turn our way for the second half of the season, we're going to have an amazing second half of the season. No injuries. We're going to have referees' decisions given in our favour. All the <laughs> all the 50-50s going to go in our favour. And all those balls that just slightly miss hit are going to be perfect. Perfect from now on. This is, this is what I believe. And I'm ending now before any of you can burst that bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you very much for your time. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, 
obviously I'm on all the social medias. I've still no idea if this is gone out live or not, but um, I'm on all the social medias at Sutton Podcast um, with different, very skilled sets. In fact, I'm rubbish on all of them. Um, just different levels of rubbish is what it is. Um, take care, and we'll see you all soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.